Welcome to another episode of Together We Can, the podcast where we come together to explore topics to support students and families. This episode, we're focused on the topic of getting our high school students ready for the next steps after graduation, whether that's college, work, service, or an apprenticeship. I'm your host, Wendy Johnson, superintendent of the amazing CUNA School District, and today we have an exciting discussion lined up for you, all about getting your child future ready. We're joined by our resident college and career expert, Anjali Bauer, as well as two parents who've been through the whirlwind last years of helping their children prepare for the next step after high school. Let's start by introducing our panelists, and let's start with Anjali. All right. I am Anjali Bauer. I am the College and Career Coordinator here for the CUNA School District. I've been with the district since 2007 in various capacities, uh, but ended up in the best job in the district. Sorry, everybody else. Um, so, yeah, uh, just really excited to, to be here and to talk about things that I'm passionate about. Thank you so much, Anjali, for joining us today. And Linnea Reno. Hello. Um, yeah, um, I'm a parent of a recent graduate from CUNA High School, and she is now attending Boise State University and figuring out and adjusting to the real world of college and life, and it's exciting. Glad to be here. Thank you, Lenny. I appreciate you. And last but not least, Erin Middlehoven. Hi, I'm Erin, and I am the parent of two wonderful kids. I have a senior in college and a freshman in college, both um, very happy graduates from CUNA High School. Um, my, my son, who is um, the freshman, is going to CWI temporarily, but plans to go up to U of I eventually. My daughter um, is a senior this year at College of Idaho in Caldwell. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I know um, you have lots of good advice to share with our moms and dads and um, grandmas and grandpas out there. So now that um, we know who's here, let's dive into our topic. What happens next for students after graduation is often impacted by a variety of decisions and choices they make during the last years of high school. You know, it's never too late, but we know we're trying to get kids to you know, be prepared, be ready. Let's discuss together how parents can support their children in making these decisions about what's next after high school. Anjali, what advice do you have for parents and probably within that advice for students who are navigating these decisions? Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, everybody needs to understand that this is muddy water. There is nothing that is simple about it. Um, you're talking about teenagers who are trying to make life decisions and find independence and parents who are trying to um, guide their kids down a path that they feel is best for them. It, it's just, it's messy and it, that's okay. It's supposed to be a little bit. But I think uh, there are obviously some things that parents can do to help along this process. And this is these are things that, like you said, students should be doing on their own, but they're kids still and they need yeah. some of that guidance. Um, I think uh, first and foremost is that communication piece. Um, they need to be able to communicate, hey, I like this or I don't like this um, and be able to talk uh, to their parents. And I think having that open conversation for parents. And I, I, sometimes it's hard to hear that your kid wants to go down a different path than yeah, you envisioned for absolutely. them. Uh, but I think having the conversation so it's it's open and they know their options and that they've thought through um, through the things, I think that's, that's super helpful. And I think knowing what those options are, um, really that exploration piece, is the apprenticeship the right way? Is a trade school the right 
right way? Is Boise State the right one for me? Or is LCSC the right school for me? What What is that going to be? So really exploring those options. And then obviously, how do I pay for my education? And this I think is the scary part for both kids and parents because you see these big price tags on all of these schools and really with all the other financial help and how to access those things I think is a scary thing. So really making sure parents are educated on um, options to pay for school that don't have to include loans. Yeah. Um, this isn't always, that's not always the option. There's there's really great ways to pay for school and different routes that they can take. You know, we have so many opportunities here for kids to, to network and to do other things as well um, that they get scholarships or they get opportunities that are gonna get them an internship, that are gonna do different things for them. So I think making sure that we um, encourage our students to take advantage of those things too talk to people who have done this profession. How did you get your education? What did you mm-hmm. learn from that? How would you have done it differently? I'm dealing with a kid who is is starving for that independence, but really does still need some structure, right? We yeah. know that frontal lobe yeah. isn't fully developed yet. <laughs> We're not making those choices to the best of our abilities at all times. And so I think really just helping them see the big picture of their choices. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? What? How are you going to do this? Um, and I know uh, both both of these ladies here have done very well with their children because they'd come back to me. Those kids would come back to me and say, okay, so I talked to my parents and, and so <laughs> I think there's, um, that, that's, that's really important. And then timelines. There are just a lot of things senior year that go really, really quickly and making sure that you're on top of things so that we're not missing opportunities. And I think just that that's that communication piece and staying informed with the information that's out there. So again, it's muddy, it's messy, and that's why I'm here to help navigate some of those waters. So thank you, Anjali. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for all that you do to help our students and their families kind of navigate the muddy waters, <laughs> making it clearer for them and uh, maybe less rapids to, well, to have to go through. we at least get down and through them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So thanks for that. Um, it's crucial to recognize that there's never a one-size-fits-all. You mentioned that, Anjali, approach to um, what's after yeah. high school and how we get prepared for that, how do we get students prepared for that. So you mentioned these two ladies in the room with us were really great at helping their students navigate those muddy waters and working with you to do that. Um, could each of you kind of briefly share your child's post-high school journey and why they chose the, the path that they did? You want to go first, Linnea? You're, you're fresh out of this, you know, <laughs> yeah, we just, your daughter's a freshman. We just did it. And briefly is hard for me to do, but I will try. <laughs> um, it's kind of an interesting road. Um, she originally wanted to go on an adventure, and she saw yeah. college as an adventure. And she thankfully had some great teachers behind her and a great study um, habit and schools and grades and all those things were very high priority for her and our family. Um, so she had the opportunity to go, but... Um, I think it really boiled down to, for her, she was able to balance the um, realistic. Mm. Um, I don't have to go far away to get a good education. And I think that is also important that we know that um, we don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars at the most elaborate school because they say um, we can get a good education. And and hence, that's why she's at Boise State, um, some great scholarships and 
um, an opportunity to be close and to pursue her path of um, sports medicine and Good. physical therapy. So, And she also realized that I can go to um, an undergrad, finish, and then if I'd like to go somewhere else for my master's. So she's getting a good um, school opportunity, and then she can make a decision if she wants to spend yeah. more money yeah. for the master's program. So, Like how you said how she, if, she, if she wants to spend that yeah. money, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important when students underst- or children understand yeah. that it's not free. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not cheap either, right. but... Um, Ahead, One Angelique. thing that I I yeah. really liked about the way her student handled the situation, it, you know, she had the pros and cons list. She had all the things. Mm-hmm. She'd come in. We'd map out the money and do all of that. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, you talk about her program. She came back and said, okay, really, truly, Boise State has the best athletic training mm-hmm. program in the state. It makes sense for me to come here. Um, and, and, you know, you have have a student that is very black and white and very much wants to make that right decision. And um, so I appreciated that about the way um, Linnea's student handled that. Yeah. And I have to say, um, our college and career counselor, Mrs. Bauer, was phenomenal in that process mm-hmm. because um, we as parents have a lot more perspective on life. And yeah. we when we want to go to the University of Hawaii as an adventure, (laughs) that's going to be very costly, but not necessarily, in my humble opinion, the most um, financially realistic. And so we had many conversations, but it wasn't until she was able to talk to that middle person. And Anjali was so resourceful and so helpful and just sitting down, not telling her what to do. Um, But we used Anjali as a resource. And and I think people know that Anjali is amazing at what she does, but maybe don't know that her kid can, their kid has an opportunity to to, to ask for help and, yeah. and, you know, as a parent, send an email and say, my kid is really struggling. We want them to talk this out with you. Is there availability? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that was huge. It was so critical that she finally boiled it down to Boise State. Um, because And it the- took her a while. And that was okay. It took her a while to yeah. get to that. And I think that's also the important thing is, you know, it doesn't have to be made right this second. Right. I mean, there are obviously deadlines and timelines, but... It took her a little bit to process, and that was okay. It's a big decision to make. It is. And you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Erin? What what was your journey like with your two children? Senior now in college. Senior in college and a freshman. Um, I have two very, very different kids, and so we had two very, very different journeys. I have a daughter who um, is very, very meticulous in getting all of her work done right away the moment it's assigned, and nothing is acceptable unless it's an A plus or higher. And I have a son who, and he'll probably hear this later and roll his eyes, but I have a son that is like, oh, I've got 10 minutes to get that five-page report in. I still got time. Sounds just, about right. I'll do, I will do just what I need to do just to skate through and pass. And so, as I said, two completely different opposite children. Um, so my daughter, of course, had her her plan all mapped out very well, um, put a lot of thought to it. We visited tons of different colleges, um, and she, from the get-go, I, I happen to be a, a alumnus from um, College of Idaho, so from the get-go, she kind of knew that she wanted to at least really seriously consider that. Um, but again, there was that really expensive price tag on it, and so she kind of knew what we went and talked to the people there at C of I um, quite a few times. 
um, and mapped out a plan and looked at what the actual cost was, what, she, what kind of grades she had to get to get the best scholarships. Um, and we kind of came home with kind of an ultimatum of if you get this much scholarships or above, we can do this. If we don't, we got to come up with plan B. Mm -hmm. And so that was her goal for the last couple of years. And by golly, she did it. Um, and made it, our, our goal was actually, um, if she could get it to the same prices about Boise State or U of yeah. I, we could work from there. And she did. Um, my son, on the other hand, he is, he is very, very passionate about FFA and yeah. um, agriculture. And that's been his passion all the way along. And when it came right down to it, College of Idaho doesn't even have an ag program. So he was mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Why was I thinking that? And so we found a better path for him, one that he um, he can afford, he can um, work towards his ultimate goal, which is um, he still doesn't quite know what he wants to do, but something in agriculture, forestry or land management or something. That's great. Um, and so, again, two completely different kids, two completely different paths. But you know what I loved about your freshman and college student? He was at every lunch and learn learning options from his military options to CWI to College of Idaho. He went on the field trip opportunities that were there. He was there with the guest speakers. He took the time to really learn. And of course there was free lunch. I was so gonna say I think the he's not, not going to pass that up, right? But <laughs> but he was there and he was engaged when he came and he asked questions and the academic piece of of what comes next is such a small portion of it, right? Um, yeah, grades matter. They All of those things matter. They help get the scholarships. They help do the things. But in, in your case in particular, your student wanted to make the right decision for him. And I think, again, it came down to, where's my program? What's going to be the best for me? Really taking a look at those things. But I am very confident that he weighed his options. He knew what he needed to do. He had the conversations um, and was willing to say, okay, I, I've, I've spent some time learning about what those options are. And I, and I think this is where I need to go right now. So I really appreciated that and, about and your student. And through the process, I think it really helped to build promoting himself. Yes. Um, advocating for yes. himself. Yeah, um, asking those questions, knowing that it's okay to ask those questions yep. and to keep asking them if you don't get the answer yes. you need to find out. Yep, um, absolutely. And he, he really learned that you have, to, you have to get out there and, and do that. You can't just sit there and wait for it to come to you, which absolutely. is good for him. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was really fun to kind of watch him evolve um, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, senior year, with with like you said, self advocating all of those things. But um, again, just really understanding the big decision that he had to make, and he wasn't panicking. I mean, at least not outwardly, right? I think everybody panics a little bit when you get to that big decision, but he wasn't he wasn't making a decision because he had to. He was making a decision because he had thought through that. And I think that um, I wish more kids would would think through things a little bit where they don't have to have that reactive mm -hmm. decision. It's it's a it's a methodical and and well thought out decision. Um, do you guys mind sharing a little bit about what, you, you know, you have a, a daughter who's really into athletic training, athletic, something like that, and you have kiddos at College of Idaho and one at CWI. What are some things that they did in high school to help them make those decisions about what they wanted to pursue or at least explore? 
Well, for us, um, we were ecstatic when um, Swan Falls opened and we had the career technical option. Yeah. So the whole medical pathway and her being hands-on in the classroom um, helping at football, basketball, volleyball, I mean, any opportunity that she had to do hours with her sports med class um, was was huge for her. She learned that that was her passion that she didn't, I don't think she knew prior. Yeah. She liked medical, but once she got to see what it looked like, and she loves athletics, so um, for her that just evolved, but I don't think she would have had that same opportunity had we not had the opportunity yeah. at Swan Falls. So. Um, we're very blessed to have that um, as her, for her as an opportunity. So, um, yeah, thank you yeah. for mentioning that. Yeah, Erin, um, what about your kiddos? Some um, things they did. Well, one thing I guess it, as advice to anybody um, that we've always encouraged our kids that high school is the time to explore new things. So you don't, you know, we as growing teenagers, they don't always know what they want to do yeah. yet. And sometimes um, we've always encouraged my kids to. Um, to try those things, to try new things, even if you're not sure. And sometimes the path to figuring out what you want to do comes from finding out what you don't like or what you don't Absolutely. want to do. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and the only way you can find those things is by just trying new things, going out there, exploring. Um, both my kids were heavily involved in music. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter was heavily involved in the ornithology group at the high school, mm -hmm. um, which is the study of birds, and that's what she's eventually wanting to go into. Um, and my son, of course, loved music, but he also really, really, really found his home in FFA. Great. And so um, we, they, between them, they had a lot of different experiences, lots of different um, opportunities, lots of different learning points. Um, and by doing that, they both ended up kind of finding their passion. And I think, um, I think some parents need to remember that sometimes uh, school is not necessarily about just reading, writing, and arithmetic, mm -hmm. but also sparking that passion. How am I going to use that knowledge to make a good career choice that will make me happy yeah, and make great. me satisfied? Make me a better human sometimes yes. too, yes. right? And, and, and things like music and art and things like that, it might not be a career point, but it is something that does make me happy and it does some, is something that I can enjoy my whole life. And it is an experience and there's more to it than just art or music, but it's, you know, learning self-discipline and learning presentation skills and things that will transfer over into anything. Yeah, Absolutely. And I was just going to say, I think uh, we forget how lucky we are that we have so many opportunities. You know, part of my job is networking and going out and, and learning new things about different career paths and different schools and how are we doing things. And I've had the opportunity to go and, and um, learn some things and, and rub shoulders with people from all over the country and schools from all over the country. And when they hear um, about Swan Falls and they hear about our industry certifications and the opportunity to take 47 different college credits mm -hmm. here at our school, they are floored. And these are schools that have been ranked by Newsweek, yeah. right, as some of the best high schools. And they're like, you do what? And I'm like, yeah. And then I hear kids say, oh, I'm just graduating with an EMT certification. <laughs> you mean... Your EMT certification, 36 college credits, yeah. and now you're a leg up into medical school. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think sometimes our kids and even we as the adults that are living it every day forget that we're doing some really cool things in this district for our kids, for our, our, our students to walk into um, an anatomy lab and be able to teach, which I've seen, um, be able to teach the lab technicians who mm -hmm. are grad students 
about some of the things that were going on because they took our um, college level anatomy classes yep. is incredible. Yeah. Um, and those opportunities that they have that they're taking advantage of through the pathways, through the CTE, through HOSA or FFA or any other student organization um, is preparing them far more than they actually know and feel. Yeah. But you can tell when you go out and you look at different kids from different areas that haven't had those opportunities where, you know, we live in Idaho. Some of the only opportunities are FFA. Um, and so if you didn't do FFA, what do you do? But you, you have kids that... Um, are far more prepared than than yeah. I think um, they give themselves credit for. Absolutely. Thank Can you I for bringing share, that up. Yeah. Can I share a little something? Yeah. We just actually received some news yesterday from my son um, because of his training in FFA and ag programs. Um, he does, as you said, have a leg up in the real world. Um, he just accepted a kind of an internship with the um, Fish and Game Bureau, and he is helping... Um, Learning some land managements with the state parks yesterday. I guess they got to build an outhouse, which was really exciting. <laughs> um, but necessary. But, but necessary, but going up. And, but he's getting some really hands-on experience. And because he came into that interview, they interviewed a whole bunch of people. And he was oh, very much the awesome. youngest one and the least um, on-paper experience. But they said, even though he didn't quite have the experience that some of the older people did, they said he had he, the right qualities to be that they wanted to train him. And he already had a lot, so many of those qualities before he even graduated high school. He had a little bit of welding in his back pocket. He had a little mm. bit of construction, a little bit of um, mechanics, a little bit of that knowledge about soils and trees mm -hmm. and things. It was just enough that that he was the right candidate being 18 years old and just out of high school. And how cool is it and now? It's, and I mean, it's just a little starting out yeah. position, but it's what he wants to do. And that's... That's your foot in the door, too. Yeah. But how cool yeah. is it that yeah. he now can say, I have this um, internship under my belt, and can I can I get a letter of recommendation for mm -hmm. you as I move on to these exactly. things? And these are from people that are living it, the experts in their field say, hey, this kid knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. We hired him at 18 over X, Y, and Z. Um, that is huge. Yeah. Yeah, big shout out to our school board for trusting all of us to make these opportunities available yes. and to our community for helping to pay for these Absolutely. opportunities and the facilities for Absolutely. them. So we've gone from, um, I think when I returned to CUNA in 2005, we had um, two AP classes and now we kids can get their associate's degrees. They can get multiple certifications. It and is incredible. Yeah. As someone that grew National, up in CUNA, yeah. Idaho... Yeah, you know, I don't even want to say how long ago. Yeah, you I will can't say that I, I will was say there. that Wendy Johnson was a student teacher when I was in high school. Um, but just the incredible growth that we've had um, in in all of our programs it's yeah. just it's mind boggling. And our, our music program was a yeah. bass drum held together with a duct tape, yeah. and now we have an award winning marching band. Yeah, and. It yeah. just—it's incredible how much things have changed and how much more we're able to offer kids right now than when I was here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it—it it takes every step, you know, from the elementary to the middle school to the high school to get the kids ready for those things and the parents being a part of that journey and knowing what those transitions will look like and how they can help support their kiddos through those different transitions. You know, one of the things I—I I heard everybody here talk about was. Um, 
how important it is to empower children, empower young people to make informed choices, um, and then also knowing what your role is as a parent to provide the support or the educator to provide the support that they need. Um, so parents, looking at both of you, um, share any specific strategies or experiences that helped you guide your child through this process. Because sometimes, you know, some kids can be like, no, I got this. And other kids will be like, no, I got this, but they don't really got this, right? <laughs> so you need to kind of navigate those two, like, when do I jump in and when do I let them figure it out? Do you want to say anything, Linda? Sure, yeah. Um, I very much have a daughter that wants to get it all done, but is very nervous about making the right decision and pleasing people and not making the wrong decision in her mind. And um when it comes to adults or teachers or, you know, anybody that she doesn't want to disappoint, she oftentimes would just be like, it's okay, it's okay. So empowering her to know that um, standing up for yourself isn't disagreeing or saying that you don't like this person or you don't yeah. like, you know, your your teacher, for example. Um, but if you have questions or if you have a concern or something didn't quite um, – you know, click with you, you didn't understand, or you disagree with, you know, maybe you thought you had worked on this assignment and deserved a better grade, which happened in one of her online classes last yeah. year. And, you know, having to empower her and say, stand up for yourself, but in a way where it's very respectful and you, you know, through an email, through a conversation. Um, and those were hard conversations for her. Um, crying, tears. She's probably going to not like that I say that, <laughs> but it was hard. Um, she didn't want to displease. Um, but it has seriously shown so much already. Um, her advisor for college this summer was in contact and she was, Mom, what do you think about this? I've got, I'm emailing her back with this. And Great. I think that um, forcing her to have to have car come. I mean, I remember in elementary having to talk to teachers. Um, she might say, this this hurt my feelings or this bothered me. And I said, did you talk to your teacher? And, well, of course, no. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that baby step of, okay, well, you know, how can how can you talk to your teacher? Do you want me to talk to you? Oh, no, no, no. Well, then what are you going to do about it? And I think starting young at those young ages and encouraging them that, um, having a conversation with an adult doesn't have to be scary. Right. It feels right. scary. Because they have the power, right? Because they're the older. They're older. The, yeah. yeah. But oftentimes, um, just... We're a, all people. We are. Yeah. Um, so I think that has been the biggest thing of empowering her voice and being an advocate for herself to... And it's going to carry the rest of her life, you know, yep. being able to, in the job force, um, you know, in, in, in any avenue that she goes down. So I'm most proud of her on that. That's but awesome. it wasn't always easy. Yeah, well, and no. I appreciate that, too, from the educator standpoint, because so many times a parent uh, will come in and say, oh, they want their associates, or oh, they want to do this. Okay, well, what do they want to do? Well, I don't know. Um, and the kid doesn't know, and that's and that's really hard um, because we don't know how they feel, right? We know what they tell us. Um, and so I, I really like that a, that a student can come in and say, hey, this doesn't feel right for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why yet. Um, or this this feels like a good decision, but I don't know why yet. And I think that has to start early. That's not a natural thing for any yeah. of us to do. So I really appreciate that those hard conversations, those skills are happening early. Um, so that it's not so hard, right? When the topic is harder than 
my friend didn't let me play today. Um, right. it, it, it's not as difficult because I've done the skill before. The topic might be bigger and harder, but we've done the skill. So I appreciate that piece yeah. of it. No, it it's, I, I see it. It's a very important skill as adults oftentimes struggle with having those hard conversations. Oh, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Erin, yeah. how about you? And I, I just like what you said as well about that, that modeling, um, when I'm having a conflict, when I'm having a problem, modeling, oh, would you like to do this? Would you like to do this? Instead of just jumping in and just doing it for them, mm-hmm. we are, as parents, we're trying to grow our children into um, self-sufficient adults, and it, it's a process. You can't just do it all for them. They've got to eventually step in and, and take some of that initiative because, um, no matter what kind of a great parent it, or you are, you're not going to be able to sit there and hold their hand the, their entire mm-hmm. life. Um, so just starting with, the, as you said, those simple conversations about, um, well, here are your options. You can talk to the teacher. I can help you word something to the teacher. I know with my son sometimes that he had a question or something and I would help him draft an email and give him some ideas of what to look at and he'd draft it and I'd look it over and say, well, why don't we change this here? And Or this sounds maybe a little bit harsh. Yeah. Or, um, but just just having that support, but not support. Like we're pushing we're pushing you forward, but you've eventually got to be the one to do it. But we're going to do some baby steps. We're going to get you further and further. Gosh, and that's so hard as a parent to just yeah. trust and it that is. you've done enough to. I mean, my kids are in elementary and middle school, and it's hard enough to know. Like, have I done enough to let them do that? Yeah. Are we ready? So I can. I mean, I haven't had the stage to send them off to school yet, but. Um, I've watched a lot of kids go, and I can only imagine how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's always going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be a class or a, a person or a teacher or a certain situation where you're going to maybe struggle or need some guidance or help and um, being able to talk to that individual. And, and maybe I misunderstood what you had to say. Um, yeah. Can you can you talk this through with me? Or maybe I misunderstood what your directions were on, you know, but showing that they are trying first instead of just saying you're wrong and I'm right or vice versa or whatever. So, yeah, huge, huge um, um, things that they need. What's the word, right? What's the word? Um, skills that they need yeah. to have to move on into college. And that makes me feel a little bit better that she's able to have, mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, that she's able to do if she needs to. Or with yeah. a boss or a, yep. a, in a relationship, a partner, anybody. Those, those are life skills mm-hmm. that have to move on, not just, not just in the education and world. And everywhere you go, there are going to be people that you immediately click with, and there are going to be people that you don't, and there are going to mm-hmm. be, on the other side, you're going to have people that you can't stand and they can't stand you. That's just life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes with students, the earlier they realize that that's, that's reality, and it's okay. It's okay to not be best friends with everybody. It's okay to know that someone doesn't like me, um, or we'd see different different ways. That's it's okay. But the end and goal still has to be met, and we're going to work yes, through that. Yeah, and we're but we have to work with that person. Yeah. We have to be civil. We have to have good conflict conflict resolution, um, and just to learn, as I said, those little little steps towards that. Thank you. You guys have shared a lot of valuable insights on your journey with your with your own children and and your uh, almost what eighteen hundreds children that you advise. I, I think Angelique. we're closer to yeah, nineteen hundreds. It is nineteen <laughs> that you help on this path um, and help their families as well. So um, before we wrap up our discussion today. 
what are some of your final thoughts? Like you think about if a parent is like just starting this journey, what would you tell them? That's a lot. That's not an <laughs> easy question. <laughs> no. Um, final thoughts. Yeah. How right? about that? Um, uh, gosh, I, I definitely would say um, ask questions without being pushy. Um, I know in our situation, um, she wanted to be able to say that she was doing it, but she wanted help to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, kind of putting it on them, that accountability on them, like, well, what do you want to get out of this first? And then how can I be there to support you? And then when, you know, read the signs, like, you know, we could tell when there were stress and overwhelming. And then, you know, I'd come in, can I read this chapter for you? Or, you know, literature, British literature, you know, that was, <laughs> that was a tough one, but we sat down and we read it. So I think just kind of tuning in and, and reading the signs of your kids and knowing that, like Angelie said in the beginning, they want to be independent, but they still don't quite have all those skills yet to do it. So just because we think they should be ready doesn't mean that they necessarily are. And we're all going to have different, all these kids are going to be in different areas and you know your kid best, but, um, I would definitely say tune in and see what you can do to support them, and but see what they can do on their own too, right? Not just do it all for them, because in the end, they'll be more successful. Yeah. Erin, how about you? Um, I'm just going to go back to that, just be open to trying all sorts of different things um, and, and realizing or helping your child to realize that they don't have to know right now what path they're on. It's okay to take your time. It's okay to just go and take some general courses and figure it out. Um, I know myself being, I was a non-traditional student, and if I had gone through with what I at first wanted to do, I would have a miserable life. Mm-hmm. But it took me it took me going back two or three times and trying different things to find what finally I wanted to do, and, that, and I needed that life experience in the meantime mm-hmm. to understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true with a lot of kids about sometimes I feel like we, we do too good of a job pushing kids mm-hmm. to decide right away. And they're not they're not ready to. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's and they need to know that it's okay and they're not the only ones that don't know yet. Exploring is a part of the journey. Yes. Right. Figuring yes. it out. Figuring out who you are. Um, and again, along with what Linnea was saying, um, ask lots of questions, find out what your resources are. Um, there are scholarships everywhere. There's little little pockets of money everywhere that are willing to be offered to kids that just fit the right, you know conditions. Um, just ask those questions. So Angelie, you mentioned something earlier, and I want you to have your last thought, but it, it, it just kind of hit me. You said sometimes we have ideas in our head about what our students are supposed to, what our children are supposed to do. Like if I went to college, they should go to college. Or if I, you know, I'm running the family farm, my child should run the family farm. What, what did, how do you help parents navigate that expectation that I have for my child and the reality that maybe they're a little bit different or the world is a little bit different? There's certifications that used to equal what used to be a college degree. Yeah. And I think, I think it comes down to that. Our world is different. Um, this job pre-COVID is 100% different than what it was after or during COVID or even after COVID. And I think um, that's the part that is easier to navigate in that, um, you know, everybody talks about college being so expensive. You're right, it is expensive. My doctor better be going to college, right? Um, But does my mechanic Mm -hmm. necessarily need a four-year degree? Well, I do want them to have some business understanding. I want them to be able to learn how to manage the money and be able to take the money to buy the parts to fix the car and pay Mm -hmm. the people, right, as well as the skills to fix my car. Um, But I think really understanding 
the world that we're in and even even saying, I don't know all the options. I don't understand the world that we're in. Um, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 100% different than, than what it was before. I, I keep coming back to these these opportunities and keep learning. And, and we talk about um, asking the right questions. We are dealing with four to 18-year-old kids, age four to 18-year-old kids. And for us to expect them to say, I'm going to do this with my life, when they can't even decide what to wear to mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. Is, is completely crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but if we can say, hey, try these things, um, come learn about this, um, and uh, you know, like Aaron said, if if and I told a group of kids this today, mm-hmm. if you come to these lunch and learns and you say, "Hey, Boise State's not right for me. The Army's not right for me. I think this is the path for me. I'm okay with that. You have to learn what you don't want to do just as much as 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 what you do want to do. And I think if we change it from what do you want to do or be, that question is hard and intimidating to, how do we want to be a part of the, the world, our community? What do, we, what do I want to do with that? How do I want to serve? How do I want to fit into that? Well, I like working with kids. Great. Here's a list of a million careers you can do to work with kids. But I really like working with them outside. Great. you know. So really thinking um, less about what do I want to do and what do I want to be, but how do I want to be a part of my community? How do I want to serve? How do I? What problem do I want to solve? Um, and I think that really changes the conversation mm-hmm. to from, okay, this is what you have to do, and here you have to do it. To really thinking about, okay, maybe there are other ways to accomplish these goals. And we talk about finances, right? If I don't need to pay for a four year degree because I can do an apprenticeship where they pay me yeah. to learn. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That that's your parents a no-brainer will be happy to me. too. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're coming out with a journeyman uh, certification. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But again, I tell and I, I I tell the kids and and I guess this is my final thought. Yeah. You have to have an education for the career that you want. But college is not always that education mm-hmm. pathway. And that's perfectly acceptable. But you have to be educated for what it is that you want to do, and you have to find the right education fit for you, whether that's do I go to Boise State or do I go to U of I? Go Broncos. (laughs) Vandals. Whether or is that do I do an apprenticeship or a trade school or um, whatever that looks like, I think you really, really have to take the time to explore those options to say what is right for me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I love that as a final thought for this episode, um, which is all about helping your kids be future ready and take advantage of the opportunities that are in school and helping them to be prepared for when they graduate. So thank you all for joining us today. Your stories and advice will be a great help to our parents who are navigating this journey of getting their high school students ready for their next steps after graduation. Remember, it's a unique journey for each individual and with the right guidance and support, our young adults can make informed choices and find success in their chosen path. Thank you to our podcast producers, Allison Westfall, the amazing Allison Westfall, and the equally amazing Troy Stevens. Until next time, stay curious and stay connected. And remember, together we can.